Many of us take the new year as a time to tackle some important projects around the house. You might be thinking of sprucing up some areas or maybe even some bigger plans. But don't forget to also make sure that your financial plan is still on track. Make any necessary changes to your estate plan or will. Joining me today to tell us about some of those life events that you need to be ready for, it is our good friend Ashley Mishike. She is the CEO of True North Retirement Advisors. Good morning, Ashley. Thanks for joining us today. Good morning, Brenda. Thank you for having me. Ashley, every day you record a podcast with some important things and little tips that you want people to remember financially. And your most recent couple of podcasts have been talking about this. Some of these triggers, as you call them, that would want to get you to make some changes or require you to make some changes to your estate plan. And one of the ones that you talked about, and they all actually do kind of go together a little bit, um, it's a divorce or a new marriage. And unfortunately, all too often, we hear about divorces in even within our church. And that is an important aspect, even a, a new marriage, some things to consider for your estate plan. Yes, exactly. So I think when people set up their estate plan, maybe they uh, set it up for the first time or just get a simple will. You know, a lot of people do that when they're younger, maybe first get married, start having kids. And then, you know, 10, 20, 30 years goes by and that hasn't been updated. And then we have life's inevitable changes, like the two the two big ones, the two big triggering events that should prompt you to look at your estate plan would be the two those two Ds, which are death and divorce. Okay. Yeah, so a lot of people, you know, um, if you have a the death of a spouse, but even a child or another beneficiary. I mean, most people, uh, it does prompt them to make some changes and updates, but a lot of people forget about things like, you know, if, if somebody else dies other than your spouse. And so it's just a very difficult time in general, but it's very important that you update your estate plan with when any of those people passes away, um, because otherwise it creates some confusion and frustration. It may not be clear what you wanted or intended, and you could inadvertently cut out other loved ones from your estate if you don't make those changes each time someone passes. Ashley, one of those things that goes along with death, especially if it is a family member, is sometimes that death does come along with an inheritance, right? And that's an important thing to recognize because that could really change the plan. Exactly. Yeah. And actually, that's another large triggering event would be if you received an inheritance. So, you know, you, you, if you have a sudden increase in wealth, that should prompt you to update your estate plan. And most of the time, uh, uh, an inheritance isn't just going to come to you as, as, you know, a cash deposit in your bank account. Mm -hmm. It comes in the form of property. There may be, you know, other accounts like an inherited IRA. So these all add complexity and it, 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 it should prompt somebody to revisit their estate plan, make those updates, make sure that their new assets and these new complexities that they have are covered with their existing estate plan. And if it's not, then things should be updated. So Ashley, then what happens if there is a death or unfortunately maybe a divorce, an inheritance is received, and then if it's for a person who maybe later in their life remarries and now there might be some a larger family maybe stepchildren how how does one kind of navigate what happens to that inheritance if there's maybe 
my kids and your kids kind of a, a situation? Yeah, very good question. So yeah, this is especially important if you have a blended family and children who maybe aren't related to your new spouse, they might have kids. And so uh, I come across this all the time in working with clients is that you want to think through the decision tree. So if something happens to you, you know, who inherits those assets? Do they go to your spouse? Well, if that happens, then What's going to happen when your spouse dies? Do those assets then go back to your kids? Do they get split amongst? So you can see how exactly. people can easily be mm-hmm. inadvertently cut out. And so when you have a blended family, if you get remarried, that that really is so important to ensure that all your loved ones are taken care of. Because, you know, the ultimate goal of estate planning is to you know make sure that your your loved ones, your family, your your children, spouse, et cetera, you want to take care of them and, uh, you know, provide for them in accordance with your wishes with the least amount of tax burden as possible. I think most people, if they were to summarize why they do estate planning, that's what they're trying to accomplish. And so it's so critical to evaluate and review and update periodically an estate plan because with enough passage of time, with enough of life, life event happen events happening you can easily uh, veer off of that path Ashley Mishike is the CEO of True North Retirement Advisors joining us today to help you get your estate plan looked at and updated if that's one of your goals for 2024. Now, kids are always an important part of any person's plan. I think about my own children and I feel like, oh, well, I can, you know, four kids will just split it four ways. But sometimes that's not always the case. And the needs and maybe even life situation of those children may warrant you to uh, maybe approach things a little differently. Maybe sometimes the executor has to change because the life, again, circumstances of your kids has changed. What are some of those things that parents need to be aware of if their children are somehow involved either in the inheritance or as the executor? I'm really glad you brought that up, Brenda, because this is one of the major challenges that I deal with is that sometimes you have a, an adult child. You, we were talking about this earlier. I have four children. They're all young. My oldest is nine, but you have four children and yep. You know, uh, not all of our kids are, you know, going to turn out and, uh, you know, be uh, responsible adults and be able to handle an inheritance. So some of us may have children for whom an inheritance would be their total undoing. Like if they have an addiction, if they have some mental health issues, um, maybe they just have other life struggles. And so it's important, although it's difficult for parents to think through these challenges and how can we, you can use estate planning as a tool to not, to make sure that they don't have access to a large sum of money if that's not going to be good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing with an executor or a personal representative is the executors or, uh, uh, you know, a personal representative is someone who is going to end up implementing your estate plan and those wishes, and they often determine how successful that whole process is. And so I find that a lot of people, when they're setting up a will or a trust, they don't really give that a lot of thought. They just say, oh, my, I'm going to give it to my oldest child or, you know, my brother can do this for me. But 
Um, maybe the person you named originally in your trust or will many years ago, they could be maybe too old, maybe they're sick, maybe they're, you know, not able to manage that process, maybe they moved out of state. So there could be all kinds of circumstances that make it impractical for that executor or the personal representative to carry out those instructions in your estate plan. And so there are there are situations like that where you just want to carefully reconsider either beneficiaries or executors or personal representatives, these people that I've named, if things go according to the plan that's currently in place, is how is that going to work out? Is that going to go well for them or for everybody else? And I know it's hard, especially when you have children who have addiction or, mm-hmm. or some of those types of issues, but... Um, you know, you you as parents, we don't want to do more damage to them, and sometimes we can do a lot more damage to them by giving them, you know, a large sum of money and free access to do what they want with that. Right. Oh, Ashley, and for sure, always put these things to prayer as you are making that plan. Ask God for His guidance, and well, do the best that you can. That's that's the only thing we can do. And Ashley, then just before we go, if a person realizes, okay, I do fall into one of these categories, I do need to make some changes. What do you, what do they need to do to make sure their decisions are known and they're followed through? Yeah, great question. Well, the first step would be to gather all of those estate documents, wills, trusts, uh, beneficiaries, even healthcare directives. And uh, if it's been many years or you you realize that you need to update your estate plan, then you want to talk to an attorney, an estate planning attorney who can help you with that. And, you know, the good ones will go through everything that you have in place, talk with you about your goals and your wishes, and put something in place, an update in place that meets that, along with incorporating all the tax changes. You know, we didn't talk about that, but there are tax changes that happen periodically and, you know, incorporating all of those new changes to the tax law that might impact the estate plan as well is very important, and a good attorney can do that. Excellent. All right. So I've got all of this information. It's great to know. And hopefully for our listeners, they've learned a thing or two and are ready to take these on. Ashley, again, I appreciate all of your time today. Thank you so very much. Thank you, Brenda.